Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 8, Episode 6. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. I'm Chavad. Chavad, welcome. Hello. Good to have you back uh, you. from the Tottenham Hospital Family Podcast. Before we crack on the agenda, how's, how's your podcast going? Going okay. It's now into Season 5. It's four, four years been doing it. Excellent. Um, Definitely didn't copy us. <laughs> and where if people don't listen where yeah. can people find you um, the usual places um, SoundCloud iTunes um, other um, smartphone devices good thing about your show though is it's out like the day of the game or the day after the game yeah, right? it, used to, it originally used to be the day of the game um, and that became too stressful yeah. I, I, it was impossible particularly if you went to the matches you couldn't really enjoy it you had to, I had to always rush back so now I tend to do it um, day after which yeah, is cool. normally yeah. is Sunday yeah Cool. Um, Harry Kane at the weekend overtook Jermaine Defoe in Tottenham's all-time scoring list. So what we want to know is what are your favourite goals scored by both of them? So, hey, Stick, I'll go to you first. You've got some I've got some stats. This, right? Yeah, okay. so... Busy day. Busy day. No, I just disciplined. So the... Um, you know, I've got my sheet. i finished my sheet. I've been to 153 Spurs games. Uh, Jermaine Defoe is my second all-time top scorer uh, behind Harry Kane. I mean, we, we won't talk about all the different scorers because there's some mad ones. But on a there. special mention in that list to Jonathan Obika, who's in there with <laughs> I've five. Seen score five. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I've seen Jermaine Defoe play 34 home starts and score 23 goals, which is a decent return That's rate. Excellent, yeah. Uh, he has had two substitute appearances. Um, and actually, and he didn't score any goals. The worst one of that was he played in the Man City game where we lost 1-5. Oh, Do you remember Tactics that? Tim, wasn't it? Tactics yeah. Tim. Do you remember who scored for Man City? Remember? Um, Aguero. Can I have a, can Aguero, I have a it's true. Aguero, company. No, not this one. Um, Jovetic. No. Mate, Dzeko got four <laughs> in that game. He just wow. absolutely destroyed us. Uh, I've seen him as one, as a su- only... So two substitute appearances, no goals. One unused substitute against AC Milan, nil nil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pav Amazing on. game. That that's the most nervous I've ever yeah. been in a game. And three away starts, zero goals. I saw him score a hat trick against Maribor. Remember that nice, one? Nice, yeah. Um, I was speaking to some Ar- an Arsenal fan today about they've got quarter bag this week. Do you remember quarter bag? Carry bag. Yeah, Carry yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, it's just. I missed the Europa League. My favourite goal, because all of his goals were exactly the same, weren't they? They were. He was the sharpest striker you've ever seen. Right? You've never seen a player being able to put a ball. You know, Sturridge's goal couldn't have been like centimetres yeah. out. Defoe was like that. He'd smash a ball as hard as he could at your mm. face, and it would be perfect all the time. Never had a back lift either, Defoe. When he it struck was ridiculous, the ball, which was phenomenal. So the favourite goal I ever saw um, was on the twenty fifth of November two thousand eleven. We were playing West Ham. Really boring first half. This is AVB versus uh, Fat Sam. And I've actually got the quiz for you on the team, the Spurs team that night. Oh, we're doubling up on this. Oh, yeah, the tables are turned. This is for you as well. You can't see this. So, 4 2 3 1. Yeah. Hugo's in did goal. We, so did we only had two holding midfielders that day? We only did. It's a rarity on the yeah. AVB. Normally I would at least four. 4 2 3 1. We had Hugo, Walker at right back. Yeah. Dorse. In the middle, super doors. Yeah. We had another centre back and another left back. Yeah. Then we had Huddleston and Sandro. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Then we had Lennon. Yeah. Someone in the middle. Yeah. Bale. Defoe. Dempsey. Dempsey in the middle up top, yeah, which knowledge. is a great shout. Dawson and. Was it Vertonghen? Left no. Back. Left back. Um, uh, Asui Cotto? Uh, no. Uh, Norton. 
No, not a left back. Danny. Oh, uh, not in the middle. So who are you doing? Are you doing in the middle or are you doing left back? I've already said him at the left back. Oh, Asuikoto? No, Super Yam was at left back. Was he? <laughs> yeah. this, this is how defensive oh, um, Kul- uh, Kulka then. <laughs> and yeah. Kulka. Yeah. 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 He played that back for quite a lot, ABB, actually, didn't he? Yeah. With Yam at left back. This, this goal, it was a really boring, nervy first half. Someone, and I think it's Walker, smacked it. It's either Walker, maybe Dawes, smashes it into Defoe really hard from just outside the box to just over the halfway line. Defoe takes it and turns with his back to a, a defender, turns to face the goal, Def- jinks onto his left, arrows towards the box, just before he gets into the box, puts it on his right and absolutely smacks it past Jaska Linen, mm. I think. And it was brilliant. He went and celebrated in front of the West Ham fans who'd be singing horrible songs about him all game and it, it, it was just brilliant and that from that point even though we they, we did concede we battered them and he scored he actually scored another one where Lennon broke free do you remember this one yeah, yeah. Lennon broke free and it was him and Defoe and it was one of the few times where I've gone this is a goal because it was two on one with Lennon and Defoe mm. no one was within 10 metres of him and Lennon just squared it to Defoe and he scored again so that was amazing. Great finish at Defoe in the over. Unbelievable. Really, like, whenever he was through one-on-one, if you're a player and you play the pass and Defoe's through one-on-one, just turn around and walk back to the halfway line because the ball's in the back of the He's, net every he, time. He didn't do anything else. Yeah. He didn't do anything else, but he finished. And you get that. I was watching highlights of him today in preparation for this. You get the, opinion, you get the idea that he's been doing exactly that ever since he was like three, yeah. just smashing balls in all yeah. day long. Always struggled internationally. Was the only, yeah. the only Wasn't it always, though, it's funny... Um, it was slightly. A t- it was. It was a tad predictable. You could see if, if you're watching it. You could see. Get the ball on the left hand side. It yeah. cuts in, and you sort of think, as a defender, you know it's what he, what he's going to do. But he mm. still mm. managed to pull it off. Yeah. And Harry Kane goal. Asd got a favourite. That I've seen live yeah. is the header uh, in the North London derby. Is that yours? Yeah. Mate, yeah. I just. Like, the, yeah. Yeah. His North London yeah. derby debut. I've never gone as crazy as, as yeah. I, I was yeah. there. I was in the South Lower. Yeah, I, for the Kane one, um, I was going to go with that. Yeah, that, that that one. So, is it favourite or is it the best call that you've it, seen? I mean, it can be oh, the best yeah. one's different. If it's, I mean, in terms of favourite, the one that people always go on about, um, I, I'm not going to. I'll mention it, but it's not through my favourite. It's the other one in the North London derby. Oh, I think the season after. I went crazy. The mask. Went, yeah, the yeah. mask one. Okay, I just the, as good a strike as it was for me. It means nothing because of what happened afterwards. Mm. The fact that Sanchez scored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I prefer yeah. the header. Yeah. Um, Can you but, describe that goal just for people who don't um, remember? He cut in on the left hand side. I think the ball was going towards the corner flag. Christian um, Eriksen. Oh no, I think Eriksen. Deli Ali kept it in That's the it. back yeah. wall. Yeah. 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 And he sort of cut in and then just curled it into the really tight angle. corner. Yeah. Where, where I was sat, so I was in the north lower for that goal, and he curled it. Towards me, where oh. I was sat, and as soon as it left his foot, yeah. we knew it was in oh. just from the angle we were sat. And it was just that it felt yeah. like the ball was in the air for yeah. half a minute, you were just waiting for it, and the way it clicked the post and went in. Oh, I love that. And I remember in the madness of the celebration, looking up and seeing a fan had actually jumped out of the east stand and was running along the yeah. side of the pitch to get with the players, but all the stewards were going mad as well, so yeah. they didn't care. Amazing goal, amazing goal. And have you got a favorite Defoe goal? Um, I can't think of any. To, if, I, a lot of the games that I saw him live, sorry, um, sorry a, lot, a lot of the Spurs games that I've seen live um, have been more recently with 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 Kane. I, yeah. I, have, I have seen Defoe in the, both the Red App and the ABB mm-hmm. era, but not 
that many games mm. and like off the top of my head I couldn't yeah. uh, you know, a few people said that actually that they don't really remember a lot of the goals he scored because yeah, they were yeah. all pretty similar he wasn't one to pick the ball up and do what he did against West Ham yeah. that was a rarity that's why he stands out the, the five he scored against Wigan are just that's what Jermaine Defoe was yeah. all about like yeah. one touch smashing him in um, I've made some notes Sorry, mate, about the uh, West Ham game because you know I, I had notes to yeah. everything. It just said Hitler and anti-Semitic chants from the West Ham fans. You know I always sat that next to the West fans. Yeah, but I mean this was the worst I'd ever heard it. They had a flare, which was quite exciting, and Alan Gilzean was on at halftime in that game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that, uh, on cool. Kane, I was just going to say, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I, yeah, so the, the headers are one I'm going to pick. I'm sure there are better quality goals that he scored, but at the moment, none. That, that, yeah. that, that's the one that came, came to mind. But there are a few others. Um, there are the myriad of hat tricks he scored in twenty in the calendar oh, year yeah. 20, 2017. It's twenty particularly twenty sixteen seventeen. He scored so many hat tricks, um, and there are two goals that I, I remember he scored at Anfield, which one of them was my first trip oh, to Anfield. Yeah. First trip yeah. to Anfield um, in twenty fifteen sixteen when we were chasing Leicester, and. Um, the ball was sort of going out, and Kane, uh, Ericsson flicked it with the outside of his boot. Kane got it; his back was faced the goal, and from a really tight angle, he just turned and shot, and, and, and we were one 0 down with one all. And then um, the penalty that he scored last season at Anfield, right? At the very yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, after missing one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that took a lot. Yeah. And was that also his hundred hundred Premier League goals? Yeah. 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 So the, the the three goals I'm thinking of now. Are the, that I love from him outside of England because his penalty during the penalty shootout against Colombia was unbelievable yeah. for what for the pressure he had um, the two against Chelsea in the game that made him you know yeah. the 5-3 because people have said this, that yeah. was that was January the 1st that was oh God, like Chelsea. I that's think it, that's in my top three games I've ever been to. That it was. That's one of the best atmospheres I've ever experienced. Was, it was rocking. That was when I was going every game, and I just chose. I hated going to see Chelsea because you know they're fans, yeah. and we always lost, and I hated it, and I can't believe I missed it. But the other one was his goal against Juve away last year. No one had scored against Juve at home for some stupid yeah. like twenty games, but we did it, and he did it, and he was like proper lone centre forward to play going through one-on-one versus Buffon and that's the sort of chance where you go that's the difference between yeah. a team who makes it and a team who doesn't yeah. that's why we only went out based on one goal yeah. last year I put this question out on social media as oh, well there's a few others that people have um, yeah. written in with so um, Stephen B97 on Reddit has said Defoe against West Ham where he hit his first shot uh, bounced oh, off the keeper yeah. and he smashed the rebound in. Yeah. I think we beat them 4-0 I think that was when West Ham lost Four nil three weeks in a row, which is amazing. <laughs> that was in the um, the best Tottenham compilation video of all time. You know the dog days were yeah. over. It's in that. Yeah, and just the power he gets when he smashes. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Screamer. Um, Jambo nine 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 on Reddit says Defoe's goal at home to Man City to make it two one in a three one win. Yeah, where oh. he gets played, heart, sort of gets played in up Holy. the left hand side. Touches it onto his right, goes past the company and smashes it. Like it's the only game I missed that season. Clinical. Was at a wedding. We scored three goals in seven minutes in that game. That was amazing. Phenomenal. You can watch that Defoe goal from someone filming in the north stand yeah. behind the goal. Uh, that's a cracker. Yeah, I uh, should have said that. That's an, yeah, that's an absolute screamer. Shifty Fred on Reddit says my favourite Defoe goal is probably also against Arsenal in the four-five loss at the Lane. Picks the ball up on the halfway line on the left-hand Damn. side, runs past two or three, smashes it in the top corner. It's Unbelievable goal, but it never gets talked about because we lost. Yeah. We lost at home. That's one of the best Premier League games of all time. Like, even though we lost to yeah. the other lot, phenomenal goal. Um, Forty-two undead two on Reddit. This is talking about Harry Kane. 
says his header against Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final just got a little dink on it, but the technique and precision yeah. on that goal was something yeah. special. Yeah, I thought that was a that was a really good goal. Um, Rose Putin on Reddit has also said Kane against Chelsea in the 5-3, 20 yards out. That was the match that confirmed to me Kane was going to be a bit special and that he wasn't just on a fluky run of good form. Um, Ludzo6 on Reddit uh, has said, for me, this is Harry Kane working hard, fighting past defenders, quick shot. The game against Dortmund in the Champions League oh, at home, yeah. where he gets sort of played up the channel, but yeah. just smashes his way through and, and gets a finish at the near post, which is fantastic. Definitely a foul in that in that thing. If you watch it, it's definitely one hundred percent a foul. But it's um, great. And um, Comrade Strong on Reddit says, "I don't think it's the best goal Kane has scored, but the one last season against Burnley away, where he won the ball back with a crunching tackle, laid it off, and then gunned to receive the return ball and buried oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just sums up his mentality, work ethic, and completeness yeah. as a player, which I think is excellent." Yeah. Um, and then Joey nineteen eighty two on Reddit says that three 0 goal for Defoe against West Ham. Oh, I've got two. One is a bit of a cheat because it's not for Spurs, it's for England. Yeah. And it's in the 3-2 friendly win against Germany where we were two down. Gets the ball yeah. in the box, Troy turn, smashes yeah. it in the bottom corner. Phenomenal goal, absolutely phenomenal. Was that Dario getting the winner? Is that that yeah, game? Because Deli Alley missed an absolute <laughs> sitter at 2-2, like a horrific. Um, and there were two strikes from Kane that he got against Leicester away in the 7-1 when we absolutely yeah. seven, six or seven we demolished them oh, yeah. right at the end of the season and edge of the box no back lift and he doesn't even put it in the corner he hits it so hard Oh, Kane yeah Kasper Schmeichel's got no chance he's never going to make it as a footballer just just a one season wonder <laughs> and yeah. my, my Defoe there's two goals he scored in a game it was in a 3-3 away draw with Wolves so this is going back a while and Goals were almost identical. And they're full two on the edge of the box. Yeah. And whips them both in the top corner. But he curls them. Yeah. He never curls anything. Um, unbelievable oh, yeah, goals. Those. And again, un- they're not really Defoe top goals. So yeah. They just stand out. I was reading up on that game earlier, and we that was against the struggling Wolves side, and Stephen Fletcher scored a late equaliser. Did he score many? He- did Defoe score many headers? No. I don't recall. Yeah. I, mean, I don't imagine. They would all be like coming yeah. back off a penalty yeah. save or yeah. the glance. And the only yeah. other real brilliant goal member from Defoe was in a. A home loss to Man United. He scored a basketball kick after about forty Ooh, seconds. Yeah. Wasn't that a really early goal? Like, it was literally his, his forty. We, we go up the right hand side, cross it in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, smash it in, and we got battered by United. I think Giggs scored a thirty-yard free kick, and they just absolutely tore us. But that goal was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So many great goals from both of them. Though. Brilliant finishes, brilliant it's, strikers. It's crazy how many goals Defoe uh, Kane has got like in such a short it's amount of phenomenal. time. It's it's unbelievable. Like you have a look at. Salah is struggling like all the great who are the greatest strikers in the Premier League like, they're not he's gone past Ian Wright yeah. already and already. he's played almost like 120 games less or something it's insane if, if he's he'll beat Shearer he'll, he'll be the first player if he player stays Shearer, like, yeah. I, I, I could honestly see him getting 300 potentially 350 goals if he plays until his mid 30s yeah it's just the, the numbers are phenomenal absolutely phenomenal I think if he stays injured I was looking at the um, what Greaves Greaves as well Greaves yeah. and then I can't remember the order but your Cliff Jones yeah. in there somewhere and I was looking at that and, and trying to think well if he gets this amount of goals each season how how um, you know, how long will it, will it be before he beats um, so and so and I think for Greaves there's a lot of assumptions here but I, he's 25 at the moment um, I think by the Greaves age is of, not 25 at the moment um, yeah. well uh, <laughs> um, uh, by the age of 29 he could potentially Beat yeah. Greaves' record, but that assumes he stays at Spurs for yeah. the next four years. Weren't they playing more games then, as well? Isn't that right? 
Stato would uh, be screaming. They would have been. No, they, might, they would have been playing forty-two league matches, as opposed to thirty-eight, yeah. possibly. That's a big difference. Greaves' return, like goals to games, is phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal as yeah. well. But he's got every chance. And like I said, if he if he stays his career at Spurs, undoubtedly he will be our top goal scorer and the Premier League's top goal scorer. Do you know how like um, older people talk about about Greaves and reminisce about yeah. all these players, right? We don't maybe we don't sort of fully appreciate this now, but what is it? The last three, four seasons, four seasons, I'd say, we are living through a period of time where we are witnessing um, one of Spurs' greatest strikers. Whether he get, he, 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 you know, he, he, we might, he might get sold in two years from now. He might go to Madrid mm. or somewhere. So he, he might not ever eclipse Jimmy Greaves, but it will certainly be. He's already in the top five, and I, and yeah. I think we'll break in the top three. And I, you know, I, I genuinely believe in ten years from now, fifteen years from now, we'll look, we'll look back yeah. on it and we will mm-hmm. say we were lucky enough. The same way that all these people go on about Greaves or Chivas or whoever it mm-hmm. might be, and and I think that sometimes we just we're, we're living in the moment, but we don't yeah. just step back and, and look at it. It's, it's amazing that we're yeah, we're, really we're, we're alive and, and we're witnessing that. I remember doing a piece on it with Stato. It might have even been last season. We were looking at our top goal scorers per season yeah. and like obviously Kane's like in the high 20s and we went back not even long ago sort of like 9-10 years ago and it was like Gus Poyet 8 yeah, yeah, yeah. like Chris Armstrong 11 yeah. and it's like we've got a guy that's banging in at least 25 league yeah. goals a season it's, it's phenomenal the, the guy's a machine he's one of the few players who's just raised our standards of what we expect so he's ruined it for all future Spurs strikers because He's raised the level now. We expect mm. minimum 20 goals a season from a striker. We didn't do that. That's good, though. It's good that he's raised the bar. Oh, massively, for, yeah. For, 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 for too long, we, went, we had spells. If yeah, Going back a few years, early 90s, we had Gary Lineker, we had Jürgen Klinikan for a season, and then we sort of struggled to sign a good striker. We had mm. Ferdinand, we had Rebroff, we had Helder Postiga, we had all of these players. Maybe when we had... Um, Canute, Keane, and then Berbatov. Yeah, Robbie Keane was good, but, but even then we his numbers, even Robbie Keane's numbers, we all remember Robbie Keane being a great striker, but if you look at the goals, mm. it's decent. It's not... Yeah. It, I, I can't really ever recall him getting over 20. I don't think he probably ever did for Spurs. It's just... Kane is unbelievable, and you just yeah. pray that he stays fit, because if he does, you've got every chance of winning yeah. any game that you're going to. And we've got two games to go through. So firstly, the game um, midweek last week in the Cup against Watford uh, in Milton I mean, Keynes. Now, Javid, you were there, right? Mm-hmm. What, was, what was Milton Keynes like? What was the stadium um, like? A nightmare to get to. Yeah. Um, lovely stadium, I thought. Really, yeah. it, was, it was close to the pitch. Um, complete contrast to Wembley. That's mm. a, a, an event stadium. This is a proper football stadium, but modern. Um, Good some, atmosphere. Um, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was decent. I mean, yeah. it's just the fact that you've got so many people going out on a um, uh, making the making making the journey up, and yeah. and um, maybe some some number didn't, and then you've got a few Milton Keynes lo- um, locals in there. So I, the atmosphere was decent. Yeah, not maybe as good as it could could be, yeah. but but it was yeah. what it was. And it was an interesting game because we played without a centre forward for the first half. Um, I had the commentary on the radio, but it didn't really sound like much happened in that first half at all. Um, and the second half, everything changed. Watford come out and scored a really early goal, yeah. which, honestly, as soon as that went in, I was assuming oh, the worst. God, I'm thinking, yeah. God, here we go. It doesn't sound like we're playing great. Um, in- 
Poch's credit, he made some changes, yeah. and you know we scored twice in five minutes. From the commentary, it sounded like actually Lorente coming on and being a bit of a point up front, whilst yeah. he's not a fantastic player, gave us a little bit of direction in our attack. Because I mean, yeah. you were there, you can probably tell me a little bit more if, if who, that was who else came on. on. I'm trying to think. Did Dembele? Did Dembele come on? I, I, can't I think remember. Dembele yeah. came on. Um, uh, if I'm going to be totally honest, I think Dembele coming on that was good, and I think. Um, the link-up play with Lamella and Simon, yeah. Simon was good second yeah. half. I can't remember um, Fernando. <laughs> yeah, a great deal. I, we, we didn't play well overall, yeah. but then I don't think Watford offered a great deal. Mm. Um, it sounded honestly not too dissimilar from the league game that we had with them, where both yeah. teams are sort of cancelling each other out. Yeah. Because um, I think Watford actually have one of the best teams in the last twelve months to actually really stop us playing because mm. we haven't seemed to have got any. Tempo anything against them, so that's sort of credit to yeah. them. The Lamella goal to put us two on up is a fantastic goal, yeah, absolutely brilliant. First, Harry Winks, the strength to keep hold of the ball, lovely left footed pass to Dembele. Dembele driving with it, which I feel like he hasn't it gone on one of those really. runs for a while. Yeah. Lovely ball to Lamella, and the composure and the audacity from Lamella to just oh, think the keeper it is, is unbelievable. It's brilliant. Winks. I genuinely believe will be a superstar. Like he, he could be the real underrated superstar of the future. Like he's the closest thing we've had to Modric, and I'm not saying he is Modric, but the way he sees the game, he's like, he's like he's looking at a chessboard and he can see where people are moving and he knows how to move the other way. I think he's brilliant. Like genuinely, one of my favourite players. I really like Winks. I think he he brings something different to our midfield, mm. um, and he br- I think he brings a lot defensively, and I think that gets overlooked because we've got Dembele, Diane Wanyama. All your traditional modern day defensive midfielders, six foot plus, big, strong, yeah. like good luck getting past them. But where I always feel like they get done is against the teams that play quick one touch football and then just pop it around. Yeah. Dyer in particular is one of my favourite players, but he in particular struggles against sides that have got yeah. the, the David Silver type midfielders yeah. that can just play really quick round you. Winks is fantastic defensively in those games, just ratting around people, yeah. just being an annoyance. Basically what Kante does, yeah. it's not to the same level, but it's that kind of yeah. that mould of a defensive midfielder against the sides that are better in possession. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. Obviously what he brings with the ball oh, is mate. great as well. It's it's so positive. He always wants to go forward, but he knows sometimes just keeping possession is good. He's a bit like Michael Carrick really, the way he gets on the ball. It doesn't matter if you, there's two men marking me, give me the ball, I won't lose it. Yeah. And you very rarely see, see him give it away. So I just think he's probably the only midfielder out of the four that offers something a little bit different. He's not right for every game, yeah. but I think when he does play, he always seems to play pretty well. If he can stay clear of injuries and get a run in the sides and recapture the form that he showed last this time last season against Madrid, home and away, Liverpool, yeah. mm. he is some player. I, I genuinely believe that if he hadn't got injured last season and he'd continued that form, then he would have he would easily been in the World Cup squad. Oh, yeah. That said, getting into the World Cup squad these days is... Just have to, it seems you have to, just have to be English to get in yeah. if you look at some Play of the players. Play for side. Yeah. But everyone forgets about that Madrid game, that away one, 1-1 in the Bernabeu. Played yeah. the diamond, Lorente and Kane up top. Winks in the, on the pivot of the diamond as well. Yeah, man. And it was Sissoko on one side, Eriksen on the other side of it. Like, Absolutely crazy. Incredible. Well, he set up, what he's brilliant at is breaking the line. Like Everyone sets up in 
a defensive line or it's not like Man City are very dynamic but apart from that people have lines and you can see it very clearly he's brilliant at passing a ball through a line and breaking free like you have a look at what he did for that goal and he did exactly the same for the breakaway goal Ericsson's goal against Real Madrid he takes an extra second which most people don't do like Sissoko panics whereas Winks Sissoko Sissoko (laughs) just panics Uh, Winks takes that second and he changes what every other footballer would do to what he would do and suddenly he's he's created an opportunity I think he's brilliant and he's got the number 8 shirt as well which is good because he did an upgrade from 29 didn't he yeah we love that but I mean Watford got that last minute equaliser with the Kapu goal which was a ginormous deflection and on the radio they were sort of like questioning the goalkeeper and they were like oh slight deflection could Gaznig have done more when I saw the goal back it was like it was was going going wide it was going wide twice wasn't it it was (laughs) ridiculous Um, and then when you hear that and you hear penalties it's just a lottery at that point our history is not great in a shootout but you know what, Gazaniga is a big presence in goal, and that's really the only question mark you really have with Loris, aside from his distribution, is penalties. I can only really recall him saving one or two. I, I, I haven't looked at it. Yeah, whereas Gazaniga is just naturally a bigger bloke. He's a little bit more intimidating, isn't it? And he, he was brilliant in the shootout. Both of the saves were fantastic. I, he's brilliant. I, I haven't got a bad word to say for him. He keeps on delivering man of the match before. What do you think? Were either of you concerned when he went to penalty shootout? Because I looked at I, I looked at looked at them and Gomez was in goal. Yeah. And he had a good record at PSV mm. supposedly yeah. when it, when we signed him in penalty shootouts. I think. Did we not play them yeah, we uh, did. in a, in a, in yeah, a, in we a did. Europa game and that went to a penalty shootout just before we signed him? We had a um, penalty to win that game as well, that PSV game, and he saved. Genus come up and hit a really good penalty and it was an unbelievable shot from Gomez. That said, I don't recall Gomez making any penalty saves. <laughs> I did, ever didn't since. he? Yeah, he did, yeah. he did. He did for us, didn't he? Charlie Adam. Oh, yeah, the most Gomez moment ever. He saved it, pushed out for a corner... It came back in and he fouled in the corner, yeah. in the in the melee in the corner, away. and then they scored again. That was a home one-one home draw to Blackpool. Blackpool, that was dreadful those days. Unbelievable. Yeah. But you know what? The quality of penalties from us was outstanding as well. I particularly enjoyed Lamella's one, just stroking it in the top corner was fantastic. Lorente's as well, where he smashed it in the roof of the net, like no one saving that. It was. It's good to get through. Like I think. A lot of the time, if you struggle early on in a cup competition, get through on penalties when you don't deserve it, it almost gives you that little bit of belief that we're going to need it. We could, yeah, we could do it. There, there was something which I, I, I don't suppose the cameras picks up, picks up on. Maybe, maybe they did, but when Son scored his penalty, he went over and he celebrated with Gazaniga mm. and he sort of oh, really? um, he gave cool. him some encouragement. Yeah. Um, Whereas Lamella and Lorente certainly just put their penalty in it and just walked back, to yeah. it, which is fine. But it was nice seeing Son, yeah. and he's really—I mean, he loves Spurs. He's yeah, yeah. It's an emotional thing, penalty shootout as well, yeah, isn't it? it is. But it's great to get through. We'll come on to the draw later. Oh, yeah. um, so that was that was great. And then we had Huddersfield in the league at the weekend, which they don't look a great side at all. Huddersfield this season, one of the poorest. But it's never easy against those sides that are going to have a lot of men behind the ball, rely on set plays. You've got to be really sharp defensively for a counter attack. And it was a really professional performance. That's it, exactly it. It was a. It wasn't a great game to be honest. Watching it, no, that's um, fine. It was a fight, and we stood up to it, and we said, "Okay, like we'll fight you, we'll match you, and then yeah. our quality will come through." And you, you were there as well, weren't you? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, I, I would say that probably their stadium is the best away ground that I've ever been to. No way. Wow. Because 
I mean, obviously, our, our fans. I love that you were at the San Siro the week before as well. <laughs> oh, no, that, actually, that, that was good as well. No, that was the best in terms of atmosphere that, that I've ever been. I was surprised. It was, mm. it was lots of noise. But in terms of. And, I, and at the time, I remember thinking in San Siro, thinking, why can't English grounds be more like this? Because you go to places like uh, Old Trafford and Anfield, and they are a big letdown. Mm. Um, but Huddersfield, all of their fans were making noise, as well as our fans, and I love that. And yeah. and and, there were, and so from an active point of view, you've got our fans, you've got their fans making noise constantly throughout. There was a drum, and I know that sometimes when a drum is mentioned, people roll, roll their roll the rice, but I, but it actually did help create yeah. an atmosphere. Um, and the locals were really nice, so that was good. But yeah, they're a team that we're expected to beat, and, yeah. and we did that. They were, they went close with a shot, which sort of swerved right yeah. at the. And I was right behind the goal when the Huddersfield yeah. player. Um, I don't know who it was um, who, who took the shot, but it swerved right at the last minute. And Gatlinger made a good save. Yeah, yeah. and they also smashed the underside of the bar, didn't Ooh, they? Yeah, there was. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that really should have been in. Yeah, but I mean, it's good for Kane to be back in the goals again with oh, two. Brilliant. The, the header, the header was, was unbelievable. Alan Shearer, that was again, yeah. was again a, a brilliant delivery from Chippy and just gets above it, sent off. And they've got big centre halves Huddersfield as well who else I was thinking about this like you, Drogba makes that you know Drogba's one of my all time yeah. favourites but Giroud makes that but then how many other yeah. centre forwards make that like seriously how many other centre yeah, forwards make that not, none of these not days not anymore is came there? back to his best no but he's I think he'll like I can't wait for Wednesday like I know we'll get on to Wednesday but yeah. I think he's he's looking good they highlighted him on match of the yeah. day didn't they and they showed about how much deeper he was and he's definitely getting there but, but he always takes a bit of time to warm yeah, up he's got I, a young kid I, I just think that he was told more in the Huddersfield game to stay high up, yeah. try to resist. Because one of them players, when, when he's not getting the ball, he's like, right, I'll just go and get, I'll get the ball for the goalie if I need yeah. to. Like he's that type of player yeah. because he's that good. And I think that there were more tactics based on him stay high up, just try and stay in the final third because that's where you do the most damage. And I think that everyone's saying, is he back? Is he back? I think he's been fantastic the last three or four games again. It's just sort of like you're not going to be able to be at the insane levels for 90 minutes every yeah. game. But I think he's back to making those runs in behind that I yeah, think maybe yeah. he hasn't been making as much at the start of the season because Lucas Moore has been playing centrally. Yeah. He's sort of been like, okay, Lucas will go there, I can go to feed. Where I always feel like Kane's at his best when a centre half doesn't know what he's going to do. Is yeah. he going to spin me? Is he going to go to feet? I'm not sure, so it's, it's difficult to mark. And I feel like he was back to that against Huddersfield. The, the, the genius of Kane is, even if he's not supposedly playing well, he will still pop up and score a goal. And, yeah. and, and the opposition manager will look at the team machine and look at the fact that Kane's on there, and, and that will cause uh, concern. And the other thing you, you just said, a good point, was the fact that he always takes a while to to um, hit the ground yeah. running. And the only, I'd say, since, his, since breaking through, the only season where I thought he actually really started the season sharp was last season. Mm. Notwithstanding that he didn't score in August, mm. but he actually looked sharp. Yeah. And I think that was because there was no World Cup, there was no Euros, there was no Under-21 Championship, and he yeah. had a good break last summer. So Okay, here's one for you. So if I said, right, I've got three identical Harry Kanes, One's a holding midfielder, and one's a, a, the number 10, and one's Harry Kane. But you have to get rid of Dembele and Eriksen to, to have them there. Because he is brilliant at every position. So if Kane plays as a 10, I can't have Eriksen. If he plays as a 10, no, no, well, I've got three of them. They're triplets. They all play exactly the same thing. And we have to sell Eriksen and Dembele. So instead, you're replacing them with three Harry Kanes in those oh, positions. Right, okay. So you've literally got three Kanes on the all field. All day, I would do that. Would you? That'd be, it, He's smart enough to be able to play any position. Yeah. I think when he was coming through as a youngster, he played a lot as a 10. And yeah. 
Poch has even sort of said that he thinks that he... as well. Sorry? He played in goal. Yeah. A lot of strikers do, though, don't yeah. they? And Poch has sort of said in the past, hasn't he, that he sort of sees him his best position as a 10. I don't particularly agree with that. I think he's best when he's leading Good the line. line. Yeah. But he's clever, isn't he? He's, he's, he's not... Like, you look at some of the other strikers in the Premier League. You look at like, Lukaku, for example. He relies solely on his physicality, physicality yeah. and he's, he's not a clever forward. Like you know, if he comes up against a centre half that's bigger than him, that's Lukaku out the game. Yeah. Whereas with Kane, if that's the case, it's like right, okay, what is what's your weakness then? And I'm just going to explore that. Mm. If that means I have to play as a right winger for 90 minutes, that's what I'll do. Yeah. It's like he uses yeah. his mind so much better than a lot of other strikers. Yeah, he just he's brilliant. Yeah, an unbelievable play but yeah. great win that's three wins on the bounce not bad for a team in crisis yeah. four points off the top Mate. it's Liverpool City this weekend so there's going to be drop points there so yeah. if we can beat Cardiff at home we're in a good position there we could potentially that, be one point behind Liverpool City. Mate, the ground could be empty as well on Saturday because it's like we were talking about earlier it's that game it's, it's the game where season ticket holders could get the money back so most yeah. will because the season tickets I'm, so I'm not going at the weekend we'll do the Cardiff game now I'm not, I'm not going for, for that reason like it's it's more There's nothing wrong it's, with it's money and uh, you know what I can take that money back now and actually that's more beneficial right now where I am I would love to go still, don't get me wrong, but it's just it's one of those things. And So I'm, I'm not going Saturday against Cardiff. Um, it should be a routine victory. I mean, they are also look a really poor side. Can't keep a clean sheet either. Uh, I watched the dreadful game against Yesterday. Burnley that they played. Oh. Which was, it was so bad that I was invested in it. I was like, I've got yeah. to sleep with this. Yeah, I, I can understand why. It was yeah. shocking, you know, absolutely shocking. I would love to see Cardiff City in a blue shirt do well, but uh, there's nothing there. Like Warnock... Mm. He's going down. Like, I know he's got eight. Right, what, what, what do you do in that situation, okay? Because they've employed Warnock. Yeah. Weren't they were definitely not expecting to go up. He's no. taken them up. Any football fan in the world can look at that and say he has got no chance of keeping yeah. Cardiff in the league. Do you say you know what you've got us there? I'll give you the season. The likelihood is you're going to take us down, but we were, didn't expect to go up. Or do you say to him, "Thanks for everything you've done. However, I don't think you're the man that's going to keep us up. Sack him." And get someone else in. What, what what do you do in that situation? So looking at it financially, you have to go. What's our what's our five year plan for for sustaining this club? And it would be growth. It's quite boring, chat. But you have to go. It's for growth. I'm much more likely to go down. In which case, what I want is consistency, and I'd rather be. I don't know. I'd sack him and get someone in. Like it's, I really I, would. I think ultimately he's not the. He's good at getting teams up, but when he yeah. gets them up, he's not a great record in, in, in the Premier League. Mm. I think there are two schools of thought. One, they do a Burnley under Sean Dyche when they went down. Yeah. They spend big. They got rid of Trippier, so they kept the finances were good. And then they came back up and yeah. they established themselves. Yeah. So they, they do that route, but still with a new manager at some point down the line. So they could, like, you could just yeah. get somebody in new now and with a view to building for the future I'd have it yeah a young manager yeah I mean, yeah I mean the other thing is if they're very brave they could look at the Swansea model I mean they uh, and Bournemouth for that matter both of them got promoted both of them weren't expected to stay up both of them didn't yo-yo like Burnley mm. they've actually sustained it and played good football mm. but I think to do that you've got to have the right manager yeah um, and a blueprint and You've got to be clever with your with your finances. Yeah. If they start spending big and still go down, then that's it's, going to be. It's a really difficult situation. But you mentioned Bournemouth there. Just quickly, 
unbelievable job what Eddie yeah. Howe's doing there. Like, if you look at that Bournemouth side, and they haven't spent, they've no. spent some money, but actually, the biggest question mark over Eddie Howe is, is his recruitment. Yeah. Because he's actually, look at the players he's brought in for more than 15 million. None of them are in the team. A lot of the players that play for Bournemouth were playing with him in League One. Yeah. So like, that tells you how good a coach he is, that he's been yeah. able to adapt his side yeah. up two divisions. Incredible. Bournemouth yeah. should be nowhere near the Premier League. They should be struggling in the Championship at best. It's phenomenal what he's doing there. Yep. yep. We've got a very good. Pochettino's got a very good record against um, uh, promoted teams. Mm. So I think it's going to be a big should. score. Actually, I think we'll destroy. I, I could see a four-five nil. I don't yeah. normally say that. I'm normally mm. a bit nervous about these games, but I. I really could see us destroying them. It's one of the few that get, yeah. You know, they, they always say there's no easy games in the Premier League, unfortunately. I really. They'll. Warnock will sit down and go, which games does he want to win and yeah. which games did we just hope for something on? Losing to Burnley was not his yeah, plan. That was a bad loss. And he, it's just going to get hopeless. Like, they're 1 to 3 to go down, and they, that's good odds. You the, know. the problem for them is they now are going into these bigger games where at the start of the season would be a write off, thinking. Actually, I really need to get something out of that game now. So yeah. I'm going to attack them. And you see what happens when the poor sides attack the top sides, they can get torn apart. Really, it's an awful really situation. Do they so, sit back and get go goal yeah. down? Do they go out? And, it's just awful. Prediction for that game, Javad? I'll start with you. Um, I'll go with more conservative 3 0. I think, I think if we get that first goal, once, as and when yeah. we do that, um, I'm always a bit nervous. I, I just feel we can't defend. Um, one goal leads and I think I think mm. we need a second but in this case I'd be very surprised I think that if they can come back at, at us and, and, and equalise and I think it's the point at which they can see that first goal Yeah. That it, as soon as they try to do that it's going to open up the game mm. and I can suddenly see it being 2-3-0 I'll stop shy of saying 4-5 or five, the only thing that could be my only tiny worry is that they're extremely reliant Cardiff on set plays and we've not been fantastic at defending yeah. them. That's the only way. As long as we don't give away stupid free kicks, I think we'll really minimise their chances. I'm going to go for a, I'm going for a big scoreline. I'm going to go for a 5-0 Spurs oh, yeah. this way. I think it's just one of them games where I think it's... we just hit them early and they can't live with us. I think you're right. I think it'll be like 4-0, like Kane Hattrick and Lamella, yeah. you know? It's time for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. I'll talk about Barcelona. We'll come on to it after because right. the, this... The quiz this week is a Tottenham-Barcelona game. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, that hasn't so, happened in a long time. So I'm It not... has, actually. 29th of July 2018. It's in the International Champions oh, Cup yeah. friendly. Yeah. 2018. Okay. So I this was is a few months ago. Yeah. This is, we played oh, them in the okay, summer. Recently. Oh, bloody this hell. Is Tottenham yeah. 2, Barcelona 2. Yeah. Okay. So, oh the players that I need you to. You, I mean, you asked for recent ones, didn't you? Yeah. So, you can't, um, so, the goalkeeper is a question mark. So, you need to get that one. Well, the, did they not. Um, I thought there, there, there was one that started the first half and then they. It's the team that started. Okay. So the goalkeeper's a question mark. The right back was Serge. Yeah. The first centre half is a question mark. Mm-hmm. The second centre half was Ben Davis. Oh my okay. Yeah. The left back is a question mark. Two holding midfielders were Musa Sissoko and Luke Amos. Yeah. Off the left was Sun. Off the right was Lucas Moura. Mm-hmm. The number 10 is a question mark. Yeah, and the centre forward is a question mark. 
so the okay. was it Lorente up top? It was Lorente. Yeah, it was Lorente. And was it yeah. Winks in behind him or was it Ericsson? Christian Ericsson yeah. right. it was okay. the ten. So we've just got a left back and centre back. And goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Um I definitely know in one of those pre-season games Vaughan started and then Gazzaniga came on in the second half um, it's one of them I'll go for well do you want no go on Vaughan Gazzaniga Gazzaniga I'm assuming it's Rose at left back or is it one of the youth it's not Rose no Rose would have been at the World Cup it would have been so it would have been somebody who wasn't um, is it a youth like a youth youth player it's not it's not a youth it's a younger player but it's not like oh my god who the hell is that Walker Peters Carl Walker Peters, okay. correct. Right, and then centre back. Centre back. Oh, yeah. This is this um, so is it's the, not going to be this to- is the tough one. Right, so it's not going to be Toby. It's not going to be Yam because they will win the World Cup. It's not going to be Foy if he was injured. Cameron Carter-Vickers. Cameron Carter-Vickers. Great knowledge. I think he was only at fault for one of the goals as well. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually looked quite decent for us in pre-season. But yeah, I, mean, just, I know we have a lot of US listeners. I'm not having him. I'm not having him. Amazing. He gave away the penalty. He's lump. He gave away the penalty. That's a yeah. He gave away the penalty, didn't he, for the high wick, the Wick and Wanderers game yeah. where we won he in the last minute. Absolutely destroyed by fattest man. But that that was that was the, the only time I've watched Carter Vickers. I've been extremely frustrated because it's like, look who you're up against. Don't yeah. don't even get involved. Don't yeah. try and match him. Don't get caught up him. in that. Just play your game, yeah. and you'll be. A, you know what Akin Fem yeah. was about. He's a, he's a big lad, he's so a that he's going to play to. He, just, he got absolutely scored that day. Yeah. He's on loan at Sheffield. S- no, he was at United Sheffield United last year. He's in the Championship, I think, isn't he on loan? I'm being a bit harsh. I think it's Swansea and Onomer is at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. So that team, just for everyone, against Barcelona in the summer was Gazaniga in goal, Aurier, Carter Vickers, Davis, and Walker Peters, Sissoko, Amos, Sun, Ericsson, Lucas Mora, and Lorente. Which brings us on nicely to the game Wednesday night against Barcelona at home in the Champions League at Wembley. I can't wait. It's the atmosphere there will be amazing. It's, a, it's why we're in the Champions League. You know, as a supporter, going back four or five years, these are the games that you really look forward to seeing Spurs t- in. We just need Bayern Munich to tick all the boxes. We've seen Dortmund, we've seen Real, we've seen Barca, we've seen Inter and AC and Juve. This is the one. This is this is what it's about. This is what those players have been playing all. Yeah. It's what you put on the adverts for FIFA. We're going to see Lionel Messi at his absolute best. That's all I want to go and see. I'm, yeah. I'm not paying any money to go see it, but I'm like that. That is what I want to see. I want to see Alderweireld versus Messi. And I can't wait. It's the real like high end football. This isn't it. I mean, what are your expectations going into the game? Well, honestly, for sp- I think. I think we'll lose because I think we'll play really well and we'll make a mistake or two mistakes and they'll be punished yeah. straight away. And I think it's just we just are not we're not on their level. They've been performing at the highest highest altar of sport for so long. Like you have a look at their their recent history of the, the players. They're literally the greatest players who've ever played the game. Mm. Iniesta, you know, we're talking, and that's just what they breed. And it's just a different mentality over there. But I want to see us fight and perform and some level of consistency like I don't want to see Oria on the pitch I don't want to see Sissoko not because they, they're not uh, Sissoko maybe he actually did a good job against Real Madrid didn't he when he came on but mm. it's I want con- I just want concentration my expectations are we'll yeah. lapse that's the point we yeah. will have lapses and it will be a few small errors but I want to see Winksy starting I think in these games you have to be so so good with the ball yeah. because you're not going to get it that much yeah. against Barcelona and we'll probably have 35-40% possession maximum so yeah. when we do get it we've yeah. got to be so good at keeping it because the 
problem with Barcelona is that it's just a conveyor belt of possession. Yeah. And as soon as that Biscuits gets hold of it in the middle, that like, good yeah. luck getting it back. You won't get, you won't see it for five minutes. That's how long they keep the ball, and like it will be extremely draining and tiring for us. So when we do win it back, we've really got to make sure we yeah. keep it well. Um, I'm particularly interested in just seeing how we set up. Because I think back to the Dortmund games and the Madrid games last year, where we sort of said, OK, you're better than us, have the ball, we're going to sit in, we're going to be compact and we're going to play on the counter-attack. And we look really dangerous in those games. Mm. So I'm interested to see if Poch goes a similar way or if he is really bold and says, we're going to pressure, we'll match you, we're going to go for you in the first 20 minutes. Well, he tried yeah. to be bold last season, having set up in that way against Liverpool at home and Dortmund's away. Uh, sorry, Dortmund, Dortmund also at home where, yeah. where we didn't have much of a possession but we still won those games. And then against um, Man City, both home and away, he tried to be bold yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So we could really do with getting someone out of this game though in the group because yeah. you, would, you yeah. would probably say Inter will beat PSV. It's not going to happen. Probably. Barca beat us will be six points behind Barca six points behind Inter it's just psychologically if we, could, uh, if we could nick a draw yeah I think we got, I, I, I really, I really think okay I just think that um, the positives are that the players are going to be up for it they should be up yeah. for it it's a big game supporters um, will be up for supporters it will be up for it should be a good, good atmosphere um, when we raise our game and when, when we play at the very top um, then we can we can cause the very best um, problems but um, Delhi's out. Um, we don't know if Yan and Dembele. I think they'll be back. I, I, I think so too. I, I think they were taken off at half time. I think it's more precautionary. The one I, the one I don't, Hugo might be back. The yeah. one I don't know is Eriksson. Hugo is back. Would you throw him back in, or would oh, you leave Gazaniga? He's doing it on pitch. Eriksson though, is he? I think he'll be back. I think they just took all precautions because this is the biggest game of our season. Mm. Right. I still think that my expectation, and I always back Spurs to, to, to win or draw, and I never back them to lose. I might expect them to lose 3-0, Messi, Patrick. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any shame in that. I think, as you said, actually, I think that they are on another planet, and that's my level of expectations. And, and in terms of the group, I just think we are... That start, losing to Inter in the first game, and we played well, but we didn't... We deserve at least a point. Yeah. I think that's going to put us in a difficult position. Yeah. I'm expecting nothing against Barcelona, so that means we've got zero points. The games against PSV, the back-to-back games, are going to be key, and they're playing yeah. both Inter are playing Barcelona at the same time. If you say the best-case scenario, and we win both the games, yeah. the PSV games, and that neutralises PSV out of the way, and let's just say Inter draw, uh, sorry, Inter lose both of those games against yeah. Barcelona, then you go into the penultimate game. Of the group against Inter at home, we've got to win that. We've got to re- yeah. reverse the result. Great. Sure do- the penultimate game is no. Barca at home. Barca no, it's Barca's no. the last one. Barca's the last one. Oh, is it? Oh. So, so, so we beat. Let's say we beat Inter at home, yeah. and, we, and we reverse that result. That might well put us at that point second, but that's going into the Barcelona yeah. game, and I can't see us going to the new Camp and getting something. Oh, the that leaves us on a lot of pressure. The only way I could see us getting something there is if Barca are already through and mathematically a group winners. It's tough though. Would they maybe rotate I a little bit? They get, might. Weirdly, I can see us getting something more out of the away leg than the home leg, where I think we play more defensive. But can yeah. I read you? Because I. We haven't talked about Luis Suarez as well, who's an outstanding striker. He's in their Barcelona. He's seventh in their all-time scoring records already. But I've I had to go on um, 
uh, to their records page and some of these stats are ridiculous most goals scored in one season in all competitions 73 Lionel Messi like ridiculous most goals scored in one game 9 and he, the guy did it 3 times it's just that Messi is I know there's always a lot of debate about Messi and Ronaldo I've been lucky enough to have seen them both play them both. and Messi is on another level he does things that Ronaldo can't even see no. Ronaldo is a scorer of incredible goals and He's so entertaining to watch because of the way he plays. But I just watch Messi and just think there's just no, there's no one on this level. I don't even think no. in sport. In I one, think if you look at all the top people that dominate, like if you look at women's tennis, Serena Williams, I think she's dominated for years. But you, that's nowhere near the levels that Messi's dominated in football. It's, it's absolutely he's terrifying. He's done it with different teams, different managers. He just he's so. I mean, could he do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke? I mean. I think he probably could if he's doing it in Champions really, League finals. Really could, but could he pay his tax? Mm. No, could probably, any of them? Not. probably not. Anyway, so quick predictions for Barca: nil one, three nil. And but 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 um, if I go go into it with that mindset, and we do better, then that's good. It would be nice to actually just go into it with, with low expectations for once. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've got to go for an optimistic draw, having yeah one all. It could happen. Barcelona, the only. Positive is Barcelona are on was it their worst run since two thousand and three or something like that because yeah. they haven't won for three games. Yeah, it's yeah. Norwood Inter, so I think, as well. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, good. Um, it was the Carabao Cup draw yeah. as well. West Ham. We know it's the cup final. Can we just move on? Like hate them. We're going to have them away twice in about ten days. We'll play them in the league and then we'll play them in the cup. That week is going to be mad because we're going to have City at home on the Monday. Then the likelihood is. West Ham away on the Wednesday or Ooh. maybe the Thursday. Wolves on the sat- Saturday night, and then PSV on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that fixture congestion is awful. insane. And if one of those games has to give, you can imagine yeah. which one it's going to be. It's going to yeah. be that Carabao Cup tie, I think. And I can sort of understand that if he has to deprioritise one of them. I'm all for let's go for him, but let's just get get out. Of you it. know, for Poch. Carabao Cup is not a priority. Like he just is, he's not bothered at all. No, let's get out of it. So there we go. Um, quick fantasy football update. Alright. You're still. Are you in our league, Jabat? Mm-hmm. I think so. You are. So nowhere near the top. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, in 26th out of 30th. Um, so James Lamont is still absolutely smashing it at the top with 490. Richard Healy in second with 462. And then believe it or not. I have crept into third place. You had a monster year a couple of years ago, right? You were top 10,000 in the UK. Yeah, I had a really good like, one. Decently, yeah. Within that. Um, so I've gone into third, Richard Pardy in fourth, and Abbas has shot down to fifth. So I mean, it's all, he's crumbling already, yeah. which is not too surprising. But yeah, that's a fantasy football update. Thanks for that. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, man. I'm, uh... No? Javad, absolute pleasure as always you. having you on. And if you're Thanks. not subscribed to Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, please do. Uh, remember, whatever happens this week, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are 
Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.